0: I asked Pastor Cory a few weeks ago if he would bring the word today and I appreciate him so much I've uh, known Cory for a number of years now and um, I've had the pleasure and honor of watching him grow and mature in the Lord and I'm proud of the growth that I've seen he's anointed he has a heart for this young generation amen and we're blessed we're fortunate to have him And Jessica here is a part of this team here leading our student ministries. If you love them, would you give them a good hand as he comes this morning? Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. How many appreciate our pastor? Yes. try not to get choked up for this first part. (laughs) I I, I appreciate the man of God and all he's done in my life. Because I was the person who wouldn't even run a Sunday school class when I asked, here, because this wasn't what I did. This wasn't in me. I had a fear. But I had somebody who poured into him and said, you've got to work past the fear. You've got, and he pulled stuff out of me that I didn't even know was there. And I appreciate that. And as, as always, it's an honor to stand on this stage. And I appreciate the trust that you have in me. Whew. <laughs> Following last Sunday is rough. <laughs> he asked me, he was like, this Sunday is student-focused. You want to do it? I was like, are you kidding me? Like you just had a miracle on stage and you're like people see an angel standing beside me and now you want me to follow that? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> That's, and he was like, no you got it, it's okay. So, this morning, with the first day of school quick, quickly approaching, today we're emphasizing our kids and in, anybody involved in the school systems our administrators. Because how many know we're in unprecedented times and our kids are at the forefront of the battle? They're being attacked like never before. The devil being the coward that he is, wants to take them out at an early age. And that's just his MO. That's the way he works. We see it throughout the Bible. Just like when Jesus came onto the scene, he knew he was a threat and, that he, and he posed a threat to, the, to Satan's kingdom, so he tried to kill him as a baby. He knows that sprinkled in every generation, there are potentials warrior, potential warriors to the faith. And he doesn't want to see them become the men and women of God that he knows they can become because they're a threat. So like any coward would, he preys on them while they are still at their weakest and tries to get them bound up and shackled and chained with distractions and, and hinder them from the future that God's got for them. He tries to put addictions in their lives to hold them back from their future callings. Anything that he can to tear them down and kill them so they can't move forward and advance God's kingdom. Christians as a whole were under attack. The spirit of compromise has slowly crept in and made everything under the sun okay. And if you try to say anything, the spirit of offense creeps in then and they become instantly offended because the spirit of compromise has told them it's okay because we've slowly allowed it. We're under attack and we don't even, haven't even seen it until it got too far. So my question this morning is this. How do we counter it? The first step is by being better prepared. The weeks leading up to school starting, what are most of us doing as parents? We're looking at lists, buying supplies, spending our money, new clothes, most importantly what? new kicks, right? You gotta get them new kicks. Listen, I don't care if I got pencils, trapper keepers, book bags, if I got the new shoes, I was good, okay? I didn't care about all the other stuff. Give me some new kicks and a nice jacket and I was ready. We're getting prepared. Grown folks, it's the same thing. For important things in our life, if we go on job interviews or on a date for all my single people, what are you doing? You're getting yourself prepared. you got to be ready. you got to dress for success. So that's my question to you this morning. Are you dressed for success? A better way to put it is this. Are you suited up for battle? In the same way we wouldn't walk into a date with some old busted up clothes on, Would you walk out into a field or a war zone with no training, no camo, no flak jacket, or no gun? Would you knowingly walk out into the middle of a gunfight with no protection? Then why do we, as Christians, every single day walk out into this world full of darkness, full of death, Full of spiritual battles raging all around us unprepared for the battles that the devil has planned for us each and every day why do we go out unprepared in ephesians 6 10 through 17 it says finally be strong in the lord and his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against all the devil's schemes and tactics for our struggle and a lot of people get this all messed up when people come against you don't hold that against the people when people wrong you don't let that spirit of offense come in because it's not all the people making all this stuff happen it's the devil behind the scenes making things going on it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood people our struggle is not against people but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I think it was Joseph that said it best when his brothers did him wrong. They threw him in a pit, they got him put in jail. They, all these things happened to Joseph because of his brothers, and when he finally saw him, he's like, I don't blame you, because I knew that's what God needed to happen. It wasn't you doing that to me. It was God orchestrating something in my life. But we instantly, that spirit of offense, when somebody does something to us, we instantly want to say, he did me wrong. Come on. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. But against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. And this is where being prepared comes in. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, when all these things come against you, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything you can, to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, some things say, more importantly, some translations, but in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm. How many of us go out with our armor on? How many of us are going out facing all all this warfare that we're facing on a daily basis, ready for what was coming? The Bible says to put on the whole armor of God, not just bits and pieces, so that we can be fully protected. The first verse says that we have to trust in his strength and power to bring us through anything the devil can throw at us. It says that we can't rely on our own strength or might because against the devil, we're useless. Our own strength is never enough to go against the devil. But when we are strong in the Lord, even a little of his strength is good enough to win any battle. Paul said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Not I can do all things, I can do all things through him. With him working through me, with him empowering me. See that guy that, that used to turn down the Sunday school classes, he couldn't do it. That guy can't stand in front of you. That guy is still scared and was a little nervous last night. But through him, I can come up here and the lights not bother me. Through him, I can teach a class. Through him, I can do all things. Because my strength was worthless. I was the coward that said no when somebody asked me to do the Sunday school class. It's not the amount of strength that's important in your life, it's the source of your strength that's important. You hear that? Let me tell you again, devil. It's not the amount of strength that I have, it's not what I can do, it's not what you can do, but it's what He can do through us. It's the source that's important. It goes on to say that to take advantage of his strength, we have to be prepared for battle as well. We have to prepare. We can't just show up to a battle in our street clothes and expect God to bring us through when we haven't done our part. Our strength can't do it, but you've still got to use what strength you have. We can't just show up to battle when we haven't trained. We can't just show up to a fight when we're not ready. We can't just show up and expect things to happen or learn how to even use our armor or our weapons. You're asking you, asking God, God, deliver me from all these things. God, help me through this situation. God, do this. God, do that. But have you done your part to win the battle? So what does it take to win the battle? To be prepared. And to take advantage of the strength of God's might, it says a believer must also put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm. That's Ephesians 6.11. The Greek word here that's translated into put on is enduo, E-N-D-U-O, enduo, like endu. It implies a permanence. Enduo means not just to, to put it on and wear it. It's supposed to become part of you. It implies permanence. See, the full armor of God is not something to be put on and taken off and occasionally, but it's something that we put on permanently, something that becomes part of the way that we live. So this morning I want to talk about, a little bit about, the armor of God. The first thing it talks about is the belt of truth. In Bible times, the girdle about the waist held together the soldier's garments which might otherwise hamper his movements while marching or engaging in combat. The spiritual significance is that God does not simply, simply want us to point to the truth. He wants us to wear it and have it wrapped about us. He wants us to be truth, to become truth, to embody truth. You can't just invite somebody to church. You've got to be Jesus in their life as well. You've got to show them. You've got to point. You can't just point to the cross. At some point, you've got to be the cross in their life. He wants us to wear it and have it completely wrapped about us. Not only does the belt hold everything in place, but it also serves to carry the sheath that holds the sword of the Spirit for ready access. Some people have the sword of God's Word. You know the Word, but you don't have the truth inside you. Knowing his word and knowing the truth are two different things. Two different things. Knowing something and living it out are not the same. So you can know the truth and still not have a relationship with God. The devil knows the Bible better than any Bible scholar. You can quote verses all day long and still not be living out a holy and righteous life. See, the belt of truth is the base that holds it all together. Without it, it's the equivalent of walking around with your pants at your ankles. It don't work. That's that's funny, but I forgot to put my belt on this morning, so I'm going to be up here constantly. I did not prepare. I was not ready for, I was not suited up for, addressed for success this morning. So just be ready to kill the live stream at any point, okay? Just kill it. I'm going to try to keep them up. <laughs> Armor not worn properly is pointless. God has given you truths in your life and promises to be faithful. But it's up to you to walk in that truth and light. It's up to you to apply it and it's up to you for it to become part of you. The breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate was an important article of defense that protected the front torso and all the vital organs from a mortal wound. It was often composed of a solid piece of metal, but it also could contain numerous small pieces that were sewn, like as in cloth, it said leather, all these that overlapped like the scales of a fish. It said the scales could number as many as 700 to 1,000 per coat. The breastplate of righteousness, it symbolizes the righteousness of Jesus and not our works. It's the confidence of knowing that our hearts are covered because we have been given forgiveness through Christ's righteousness. Then it goes on to say our feet. This is where a lot of Christians lack right here. It says on our feet we should be sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. Feet imply going. Feet imply doing. Feet imply movement. Feet imply advancing. Our feet should always prepare, be prepared to move to spread the good news of peace. See, a good recruiting staff is crucial to any good military force. With little to no recruiting, a once large army will always die out. When we spread the good news of peace, it not only st- helps strengthen us, but it helps build our army to help further God's kingdom. Your feet should always be prepared to go forth and recruit, recruit people for the battle with the good news of peace. There are people that need the good news that you know about. There are people that need to hear about the miracles that you've seen. There are people that need to feel the things that you have felt in the presence of God. Not everybody has been in a service where God is moving like that. People need to know about that. But are feet willing to move to those people? Are they sandaled with the readiness For the gospel of peace. You know, sandals are old school. That's what they had back in the day. Some of y'all been on the sidelines too long and need to forget the sandals and put on some cleats and run. It's time to go out and recruit some people. It's time to go out and tell some people. It's time to go out and win some people for the Lord. Because Satan is doing his part. He's doing his job. He's out 24-7 doing what he can, but are God's people. There has to be a counter there to counter what he's he's trying to steal. There has to be a counter in the schools for the, the kids that he's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's where we come in. Are your feet ready? Your armor isn't just for you. Going forth is part of the battle. Also notice this. I mentioned this briefly on stage before, but this is literally one of my favorite facts about God's armor. There is no backplate, only a breastplate. This symbolizes that we should always be moving forward, never retreating from the enemy, never backing down, never saying no, never letting fear put us in a corner, never letting things hold us back and keep us sidelined. Because we move in an authority, even if it's not our own strength, him moving through us gives us an authority that Satan doesn't have. But we have to readily accept that authority and move forward with it. We should never retreat. If we're retreating from the enemy, then we're not trusting God to help us, to be victorious, and our backs are open for wounds. I wanna say this. This ain't in my notes, so this is just a little extra. You've been hurt in your life sometimes, but it wasn't even the devil's fault. It's because you retreated and were going on a path that you shouldn't have been going on and you weren't following God's will to move forward on the path and you weren't taking the battle to the devil. You were too busy hiding in the corner with all this exposed and there was nothing there to protect you because God was up here ready to fight the battle for you but you weren't standing to the battle. You may have got hurt in that situation, but that's on you. The only promises I've ever read in my Bible are promises of victory. Never defeat. So what need is there ever to have protection on my backside? I I don't need protection on my backside because I don't plan on retreating from the devil. When When things come, I'm gonna move straight forward and I'm gonna take it to him. The helmet of salvation. The helmet is for our minds. There's a saying that I love It says before the devil gets you in bed he has to get in your head the mind is the battlefield of the devil and he is really good at getting you down and out and depressed and thinking that you've already lost if he can win up here he will win every time without even having to fight I'm gonna hurt some people's feelings right here, I'm sorry. Pastor, I apologize. How many Christians did the devil sideline during COVID with fear? When he comes in whispering in your ear, this lie and that lie, it's dangerous. They lost the battle. They lost the battle here. Battles can be completely won and lost in your mind without ever even having to start in real life. There were Christians that were cowering in fear. And time that was lost because they didn't trust in the promises of God. And they turned their backs. And most of them still got COVID, even stuck in the house. I'm sorry. (laughs) When he comes in whispering in your ear all those lies, this lie and that lie, and speaking things over your life that are not true, if we're wearing our armor correctly, the helmet of salvation, it'll raise up a standard in our minds and our lives because we know that if we are truly saved and have that salvation through Christ, then the devil's attacks are futile because we know that no matter what the devil tells us or does to us or what we see or hear in the flesh, we know in our minds that we are still victorious. With true salvation, even death and the grave have no sting. Hmm. Some of y'all are scared of death. I have, used to be, have an unhealthy fear of death. Probably stemmed from my dad dying at a young age. I, it, was, it was a crazy fear. But a true salvation, if that, you can get that in your mind, even death in the grave have no sting. I had somebody tell me a story about their granny the other day. That's the perfect depiction of the helmet of salvation being worn like it should be. He said that one night there was a big storm that came through. It came through in the middle of the night. It did damage all around their homes. Buildings were messed up. Trees were down. Phones were out. They couldn't leave their house that morning until some of of it got cleaned up. That's how bad it was. When everything was cleared, they went to check on their granny and as they got there, she was just walking outside for the first time. She looked around and looked at them and said, did it storm last night? Astonished, and I'm I'm telling the story best I remember. If I get it wrong, I apologize. Astonished, they asked Granny, Granny, how could you sleep through something like that? This, this, This got me right here. She looked back and said, I thought you were saved. That's somebody who knows that even through the storms of life, even though they're raging all around them, and the waves may rise and the boat may get tossed to and fro and be broken out from underneath them and life may be falling apart and the devil's flaming arrows may be landing all around them, but none of that matters. Because I am a child of God with a birthright that can't be taken away. I serve a God who died so I can have victory and even if my victory is not in the flesh, my victory is forever. My Jesus didn't die in vain for me to worry about every little thing that's going on around me. My Jesus died so that I can have life and have it what? Right? More abundantly. Some of you need to get out and live life and not worry about this and have all this anxiety and all this stress and all this worry and all this stuff of what's going on and what potentially could happen in your life. So what if it does happen? I serve a God who can bring me out of it and even if he don't, I'm going on to eternity. More abundantly. Granny said when her head hit the pillow, it didn't matter what happened around her. She actually said that. When her head hit the pillow, she was sleeping like a baby because it didn't matter what was going on around her. Why? Because she knew that even if she went on, she had the confidence of knowing that while the flesh is temporary, Salvation is forever. Don't let the devil win here before the battle even begins. Are you dressed for success this morning? The shield of faith. Some translations say in addition to, some say above all. Either way, this one's obviously pretty important. The shield of faith is your first line of defense against the devil's attacks. Your faith should be able to hold strong against anything that comes your way. Our faith is developed based on the promises we've been given and our past trials that we've already faced, that he brought us through. When the devil attacks our faith, it should rise up and resist before it gets taken too far in our spirit. When the war rages all around us and those fiery arrows are coming, when they come left and the right, my my faith knows that based on my on the word and the things in my past, it knows that I'm gonna be victorious. It knows that I've already went through some things like this. It knows that I've already faced some things like this. And he brought me to them then, and he brought me through them then. So why am I gonna worry about him now? My faith has been built by all these things that I've had to face. When David faced Goliath, he walked up by faith knowing the promises that he had been given, and a past that had prepared him for battle. That lion and bear that he killed gave him the courage to face the new giant that was now standing in front of him. Let me say this, don't ever discount or despise the battles that you're facing right now. I'm gonna say that again, don't ever discount or despise the battles that you're going through. Because they may be exactly what you need to prepare you for tomorrow's giants. So stop whining about the lion and the bear and know that God put them there for a reason. Know that all the situations you're facing are being used for your good and let them build your faith and know that the shield of faith is being molded and shaped by all the giants in your life to go forth and defeat new giants. Are you dressed for success the sword of the word this is the only offensive weapon we're given against the devil this is his word it's what jesus used when the devil came against him in the desert if we don't know the word then we are going to battle against someone stronger than us with nothing but ways to defend ourselves would you want to go into battle with nothing but a bulletproof suit on You might not get shot, but would you ever win the battle? You would just be constantly defending yourselves with no chance of getting out of the situation. I believe that's where a lot of Christians are at. We're in constant defense mode, we're we're hunkered down and we're holding down the fort, but we're never taking it to the enemy. You would never win constantly in a defensive posture. That's what it's like when you go into the world without knowing the word. The devil attacks and you start defending yourself, but you have no way to stop fight back and stop the attacks from coming. If you don't know God's word well enough to quote it to the devil, then the attacks will keep coming. When Jesus was in the desert and the devil was coming at him, what did Jesus do? He used the word. He was Jesus though, God in man form. And all he did was quote some verses. He didn't use some supernatural power. He didn't command angels down even though he could because he didn't have to. He just spoke truth to the devil. Jesus simply said, Satan, it is written. Jesus let him know that he knew the rules. Jesus let him know that he knew the law and the promises of God. And that the devil was operating outside of those parameters, of those promises, and it was time for him to back up and move on. Just like last week. His voice went out. What did he do? He spoke to the devil. Satan, you have no hold on me. You have no authority, Satan. And what happened? voice came back because we have power we have authority through his word some of y'all need to let the devil know that you know he's not he's operating in a place that he shouldn't be in and it's time for him to back up and move on the word is powerful hebrews 4 12 it says for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit Joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You've been given the tools. Get into God's Word. Read it, learn it, study it every chance you get, and pray. Develop a better relationship with God, and nothing the devil can bring your way can ever be victorious over you. But you've got to suit up and get ready, for, ready to fight. It's up to you my praise team make their way back that's my question this morning are you dressed for success we've been given the armor we've been given the tools we know how to defeat the devil we've been given the authority to to take on the devil we've been given the strength to flow through us but do we know how to use that armor have we been trained to use it have we put in the time to know how to use the tools that we've been given If you're in a battle right now, it's time to pull out your sword. Use the word and just start letting the devil know that you aren't going to just play defense anymore. Satan, it is written. Satan, it is written. You have no authority in my marriage. You have no authority in this sound system. You have no authority over his voice. It is written. I've been given promises. I know the word. I know you have no authority over my children. You have no authority over the kids in this church. You have no authority over them when they go back to school. You have no authority over my finances. You start talking to the devil and let him know that you know he's in a place that he shouldn't be and tell him to get out. Let the devil know, use your tools, pull out the sword. It is written, devil, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he he that is in the world. I know the plans that he has for me, plans to prosper me. I am the head and not the tail. All things work to the good of those that will love the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Devil, you you can try all the tactics you want, but my God is greater than anything you can bring against me. Tell the devil he's a liar and show him that you know the truth. Let's do that right now. I want you to tell the devil, devil, you're a lie. You are a liar. Because a liar can only get away with lying when you don't have all the facts. And all the facts are right here in his word. You don't have to search for the facts. You don't have to chase the facts. He's given them to you. To know when the devil is lying. To know when the devil shouldn't be there. And it's time for you to move on out of those situations. Tell the devil, I'm coming out. Because I'm not staying in this desert place anymore. Because that's what Jesus did. Satan, it is written. You have no authority in this situation. Stop always expecting a supernatural victory where you don't have to get your hands dirty. He's saying, you do all that you can do in the natural, and then I will step in in the supernatural. You take the steps you need to take, then I will come in and take care of the rest. You put in the work that you need to put in, and I will honor that, and I will take care of what what needs to be taken care of. But if we refuse to put on the armor, if we refuse to put in the work, if we refuse to stand up and step to the battle and fight a good fight, Then I'm sorry, you've already lost. Some of you are in the battles of your life right now. And you feel like you're losing. Our kids are constantly in a battle, and they're about to go back to to where the war is raging. They're about to go back to the front lines. There are people in here that are down and beat up and worn out and weary and depressed and you don't know where your next step should be. You're ready to give up. <clears throat> but I proclaim this over your life right now. You are not defeated. I serve a mighty God who's always there by my side and ready and willing to fight when I can't fight anymore. The end of me is just the beginning of him. but it's up to you. We have to put in the work. We have to put the armor on. And there are people here this morning who didn't put the armor on and now they're, now they're worn out and weary. But I feel like God is saying this morning, I got you. He's ready to step in and he's ready to pull you back up. But once he gets you back up, you can't go back to doing the things that you've always done. You can't go back and just use him like a genie in a bottle. God, I need you in this situation. And rub the lamp, and he shows up, fixes your situation, and then you're right back going, doing the same, same way your life was before. We have to take the steps to ready ourselves.